pandemonium reigns. Yo, family, friends, welcome to pandemonium reigns. Here we are talking about week 11. More than, I can't remember, it's almost over. I can't believe that this is almost over. Uh, so the best thing you can do to celebrate um, this season going through week 11 is to like and subscribe to Pandemonium Reigns. 100%? And, yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, if you're not, then then what are you doing? If you're not listening to Mike and Dan, then what are you doing with your Please life? Please tell me. Your life Please is terrible. Me. Your life is terrible. Um, wow, that was a little aggressive. I should probably... I apologize, y'all. That was too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, let's kick it off. We got a lot, a lot of games to talk about. I want to start off. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this one because I just don't like these guys. And I am. I really want Mississippi State to change their nickname to the Mud Dogs. Um, Be better. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. I told my father-in-law before this game started, I said, he said, I think, he, he, he said, I think Mississippi State can make this a game. I don't even think they can pull out this win. And I said, this won't be close. Georgia might hang 60. They might hang 60. And I just want everybody to know they were 15 shy of it. 15 points shy. 15 shy of it with at least two turnovers that could have been touchdown drops. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Georgia is dang good. They are, they are really good remarkably good yeah um i don't want to see them in the playoffs i'm hoping that we're in the national title game and they lost to tcu or something yeah absolutely so um just for fun <laughs> can you tell by my laughter where we're going <laughs> i'm pretty sure i can <laughs> we're going one of two places i know for sure <laughs> kentucky just got anchored down Will Levis looked horrible, absolutely horrible. This guy has gone from first overall draft pick to first round draft pick to second day. I mean, that was bad. He so, was so so bad. He was eleven for twenty three, a hundred nine yards, and a pick against <clears throat> Vanderbilt. Yes, Vanderbilt's playing better, but I you're still Vanderbilt. You're still not that good. Kentucky's talent is head and shoulders above Vanderbilt. Yeah. That is pathetic. And that a lot is of it, terrible. And a lot of it, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I went, uh, found on YouTube where they, 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 they just go from play to play to play to play. They, they don't, they do all this, this, the skipping through the commercials and stuff. A lot of it's Will Levis. A lot of it was him. I mean, I'm not surprised. I've just, I've seen enough. I'm not surprised. Also, at the same time, I was talking. I was having this conversation with another group of guys. They don't have a better option. Um, yeah, they're good point. They're gonna. I mean, listen. I'm not saying that he's good, but they're gonna drop like a rock unless they figure something out because they've got a couple young guys that, again, well, maybe you don't pull well levels for them, but they sure probably can't push him right now. Yeah. So you're looking at having to get in the portal again, and frankly, that's just always a crapshoot. Unless you're Tennessee and Hinton Hooker. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, if you land, if you're, if you bring Caleb Williams from your last goal with you or something like that, you know, that's just all, almost always going to be a roll of the dice if, if it's not a no brainer. Waga, waga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the only thing worse than Will Levis over the weekend was my prediction of Texas TCU. I predicted Texas 66, <laughs> TCU 62, 63. 
And then these homeboys from Texas was like, watch this. <laughs> we're gonna oh, play, my god! We're going to play defense today. And yeah. props to the Texas defense, props to the TCU defense. But as far as the offense, the offenses, that was abysmal. I don't know which one was worse, Will Levis or their offenses. Probably Will Levis, but <sighs> probably Will Levis because that that's Vanderbilt's first SEC win since 2019. I'll have you know, um, <laughs> that's three years. But meow, <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. At home, also at home. Oh, but God. I just want to punch Vegas. Whatever oh, group of individuals or individual, I didn't bet this game because I thought TCU would win it. Frankly. Mm. Texas by a touchdown. Dude, I'm not being mean. It breaks my heart that they lost, in fact, because it really could have helped Tennessee out. But they they didn't even score a touchdown offensively. So, like, that's one of the worst, like, betting lines of all time to me. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, the offenses were terrible. I don't, I don't know if Quinn Ewers realized that Xavier Worthy was not the only receiver he had on the field. And also, they just – when they were completing passes, it was like bubble here, bubble there. Jordan Whittington, I think is his name, number four, big guy. Mm -hmm. Like that was all they had passing. Um, and I think they realized that the run game wasn't there as well because between B. John Robinson and uh, Roshan Johnson, there's 17 carries is all, which is the same number of passes that Quinn years completed of his 39 attempts. I mean, Big 12 is not known for their defense, but it was that not. For sure. For sure, uh, one of my favorite things to do any post-game is to go on Twitter and search either that team or a player on that team, and this is what I did. So I went on Twitter, and I searched a name. I didn't search Quinn Ewers. I didn't search Xavier Worthy. I didn't search Max Dugan. You want to take a shot at who I searched? It's kind of a who trick question. It? I was mm, I was multitasking trying to look something up. Who was it? Arch Manning. Arch Manning. They're, that's a very wise choice. And Texas fans are saying, "We're terrible. Why would he want to come here?" Uh, and I'm pretty sure he was at that game. If, yeah, if, I think so. If I'm gathering that correctly, why why would why would this elite talent why would he want to come here? And I'm looking at this going, why wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Quinn Ewers was atrocious oh he was so bad he he overthrew worthy he uh he the the passes were not accurate it was it was not a good day uh if you'll notice um there are some obvious checks that need to be made just by just by numbers in the box that tcu was throwing at texas mm -hmm. and he he still went against those numbers and he didn't make checks well is, is basically what i'm getting at um he kind of looked like a deer in the headlights. He did. And I'm wondering if that's Quinn Ewers or if that's Steve Sarkeesian. I'm, I'm curious too, because I mean, they, they've had some hot, some very, very hot flashes this season and, and where it yeah. looks like they're just a hair away from being back, if you will, from getting, you know, definitely their offense back on track, which credit to their defense again for playing a very solid game Saturday night. But I just don't know, man. You know, I almost wish that game was like a noon or a four o'clock game because I wonder how he would have performed in that moment. Not that he can't necessarily handle the moment. He didn't Saturday, but I wonder would that have changed things because 
the defense rose to the occasion. Both defenses did, but Quinn Ewers did not. And yeah, I think there's a case potentially that the whether it's Sarkeesian calling the plays, whether it's the OC, I think there's a chance that they didn't rise to the occasion as well. Because I mean, gosh, like you said, there was obvious changes and things that could have been done, and it just never happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, the numbers were as bad as the performance. Quinn Ewers, 17 for 39, 171 yards and a pick. Here's where they did not help Quinn Ewers out. B. John Robinson, arguably the best running back in the nation, was 12 for 29. Mm. I, um, mm. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I just I, – I, I don't know what to say. Um, I, the only thing that I can think of is – I thought ESPN handled the Gary Patterson situation really well, really classy, giving him credit, kind of giving him a little spotlight of his time uh, with TCU. TCU is not in the p- position that they are currently in um, without Gary Patterson. 100%. So props to them for that. I like him. I would really love to see him land a head coaching jig uh, gig in the offseason. Um, I hear there is a vacancy in Lincoln, Nebraska. Just saying. Uh, I hear that's available, which uh, there are some people saying that they're going to have their head coach named before the season is over, uh, possibly in the bowl season, which could mean a Matt Rule, could even mean a coordinator. And Gary Patterson's not even a coordinator. He's an assistant to the head coach. So it could be a Gary Patterson as well. That is a name to keep uh, on your radar. Yep. Uh, yeah. there, there's a hot team in the country right now, and it's not TCU. Not who I'm talking about anyway. It's not Ohio State. It's not Michigan. It's not Georgia. It's not Tennessee. It's not even a top 10 team. Florida State is having their way with some people. They went into Syracuse, New York, and whacked them by uh, a 35-point difference here. And I just want to say before I get your comments on this, college football is better when Florida State is good. Could not agree more. Um, Mad, mad credit to Mike Norvell. He was also flirting with that, you know, like – they were almost ready to get rid of him. He had been off to a horrid start there because of where Florida State's been and maybe even some of his own. And they have handled it really well. No matter what they did the week before, what win, lost, where they're playing, if they're hot, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Dude, just mad credit to Mike Norvell. Um, Syracuse has been slipping. You know, they were they were uh, undefeated, maybe 5-0. and Maybe they lost before that mark. I can't tell. They've been mm-hmm. slipping. Florida State was like, we're not going to help you back up. We're <laughs> yeah, right. Business, don't care. We can play you wherever. And went in there and crushed them. Yeah, yeah. Really impressed by that. Uh, Florida State's not a team that I'd <clears throat> want to play right now. They're playing <clears throat> really well. Uh, they just had their way with Syracuse. They just had their way with Miami, beating those guys by 42. They, 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 they did what they wanted to against Georgia Tech. Lost by six to Clemson. I mean – Lost by two to NC State, and NC State was a whole different team way back in in late September. Yeah. They're going to end with Louisiana, which should be a win. They're favored by 23-and-a-half. They're also favored against Florida, which after Florida's performance, which was sloppy, right? Yeah. Um, Pretty sure John Mark McMillan wrote a song about that, sloppy. Um, (laughs) Anyway, 
so be on the lookout for Florida State finishing nine and three. Yeah, I agree. So I like uh, them too. Props to those guys. Uh, excited for their trend. Oregon, Washington. Wow. You, Oregon basically said, you know what? We've ran it all game. We've ran it well all game. And without Bo Nix in there, we're going to tell you that we're running. And we're going to run, but we're going to lose because we literally slip on the field. Did you see this? Man, this is where you know that Dan Lanning is a first-year coach because I understand confidence in your team. I really do, just like LSU going for two for the win against Alabama. I appreciate that, especially when the moment's that big. I don't appreciate it when it gives the team the win if you don't get it. I don't appreciate it in that, in that, in that moment. At that level, yeah, it's similar to that with LSU, but you're – I mean – you win or you die right there. You handed Washington that game. The conditions were what they were. Knicks was where he was at. <sighs> Punt the ball away and, and give yourself a chance to win. You've been able to score. Your offense has been good all year. Bo Nix has been great. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it in that moment when they are right there in full goal range to be able to kick that and like they did win the game. Uh, that's the only reason I say if uh, I don't remember where that where they were on the field, but but, but you ran for three hundred and twelve yards. Irving was nineteen for one hundred forty three. Whittington was twenty for one hundred eight. I have to believe. I, I so I'm going to agree to disagree right here. Like, hey, go go win it. We've 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 done this all game. Like, why not? But I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. You slip. You give, yeah, because you, you gave the ball and and uh, to Washington in positive territory. I want to say around the thirty-five, yeah, uh, giving them a chance to put it away. Um, but I tell you, I tell you this: as we stay on this game, everybody's talking about Hendon Hooker. Everybody's talking about C.J. Stroud. Everybody's talking about Bo Nix, which they should be. Uh, the conversation on Drake May is picking up. Yep. People are not talking enough about Michael Penix. No, they are not. That dude has a absolute cannon he can put a ball on a rope for a good 35 to 40 yards oh yeah some of the passes he makes in this game were just jaw-dropping and i have to believe if i'm in an NFL, nfl scout i just like i need i need a new pair of underpants because oh my gosh you did Whew. anyway so 100 percent leading the nation in passing yards is bananas because that's just not what Washington has done, frankly, yeah, have, right. have an explosive offense to this level. Yeah. But, yeah, man, mad credit to Phoenix. He's been he's – he's a journeyman at this point. He's been all over Indiana, Washington, doesn't matter. Just cr mad credit to him, and he was a true VFL. He honored his commitment to Tennessee, even though Tennessee did not honor it to him um, in this game by knocking Oregon out. Don't go there, bro. Don't do it. Hey, we're, we're in a better place. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Okay. Um, Washington's going to finish with Colorado, who's atrocious, Dumb. and 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 the Apple Cup against Washington State, uh, and I like them in that one too, which should put them at ten and two, mm -hmm. and for them to be sitting at twenty five overall in the country, um, based off what I know about them now, is a bit of a slap in the face because you have two losses, one to UCLA by eight, which we're going to mention here in a second. 
and your other loss was Arizona State. Not pretty there. Arizona yeah, State. Arizona is not State, a pretty so loss. a bad loss there. But I still think you're better than 25th in the country. Yeah. There's a, you, you can't convince me that there's 24 teams better than Washington, especially after that performance. And Oregon, you know, it's, Oregon's got a solid defense. Justin oh, Paul's yeah. there. Um, Noah, Noah Swell is there. I mean, man, they're solid. They're absolutely solid. Um, yeah, absolutely. On the conversation of the Pac-12, though, Arizona? Where, where did that come from? You know, I was, again, same conversation I was having with some other guys. I was like, there's that one Chip Kelly game that you just get every year. Like, what <laughs> yeah, other right. explanation is there? I mean, right. I didn't see a minute of that game, full disclosure. Oh, me either. <laughs> um, that, that is just such a, such a bad loss. I mean, Arizona was three and six coming into that game. Um, just going to tell you right now that um, DTR played the entire game. It's not like they had an injury to him. Mm-hmm. That's just a classic Chip Kelly game. They had one in their first pursuit of a national championship, the, the year that they lost to Auburn, where they just barely squeaked by Cal. I believe it was what it was. Um, he's just good for one to two of these a year. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. credit, to, credit to Arizona, but that's a that's a terrible, terrible loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, you and I both uh, made a selection here. I believe you and I both went with Louisville. And I believe we were both wrong because Clemson took care of business. I do want to point out that there were five total turnovers, <laughs> no points off of those turnovers. I believe Clemson had uh, – I believe that Louisville had three and Clemson had two. Neither team was able to find points off of those turnovers. Uh, something else that's notable, Malik Cunningham, I believe, went down late in the second and did not return, so that had a lot to do with it. But the conversation around Clemson has been uh, DJ Uyagalale, and against that Louisville defense went 19 for 27, 185 yards and a score, which the best way I know to describe that stat line is, man? Man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know what to think of Clemson. I, I, I mean, props to props to Clemson. They they ran really well. Uh, Shipley was just shy of a hundred on nineteen carries. Mafa was a little over, um, a little over hundred and hundred and six. So they took pressure off DJ. I, I just don't know what to think about them offensively, though. I, I can't, I can't seem to point my put my finger on those guys. Zero trust in them. I mean, zero trust in them. I actually hope that they win the ACC championship game as a one-loss team because I just don't think they have any prayer of getting in. Um, I just don't, frankly. Um, Not that North Carolina necessarily does, but, I mean, I just don't think they have any chance or any business belonging in. Uh, That loss to Notre Dame was just that ugly. And their, their offense is just so impotent that there's just no reason to put them against Georgia or Ohio State or Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee could get if Tennessee, let let Tennessee make a make a shootout with Clemson and see what happens. I mean, I'm just going to be ugly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for that, and that's a stout Clemson defense. But I'm like, sure is. I I like our odds in that one. Uh, What are the odds that you think the offense coordinator for Clemson makes a return? Man, I don't know. You know, we're talking about Tony Elliott here, right? No, Tony Elliott's at Virginia. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that's what you meant. Was was him? I was thinking he was still early on there. No, no, no. What what I'm getting at is 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 Dabo is is loyal to a fault. He's probably gotcha. going to he's going to ride with DJ and until you know 
his grandkids are enrolling at Clemson, uh, and he's going to yeah. hold on to whoever the offense coordinator is there in Death Valley. Um, at what point? Maybe I should rephrase this question. At what point does Dabo's loyalty get the best of him, and it ends up costing him big? I mean, at in what to, point is this going to happen? In today's world, it'll it'll sneak up on him in a hurry. I mean, I, I don't think you'll have a Jimbo Fisher top drop off, but I mean. <laughs> It, like, it's not impossible. The only thing keeping it from, from being that way is probably the ACC competition that they face. Mm-hmm. Listen, on, on one hand, he deserves credit because of how sure. ugly that Notre Dame loss was. Sure. What what happens at Clemson is it, it just doesn't unravel the way that it does at other places. Again, maybe it's their competition. Maybe it's Dabo. I don't – maybe it's a, a combo of both. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, there's a certain level of credit due. But, yeah, I, you know, I don't think you would fire a coach until <laughs> – I don't know, man. Like you said, DJ's grandkids come to Clemson. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Clemson, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for the first time and probably ever. I'm looking forward to this ACC title game. I'm interested to see what Drake May might be able to do uh, offensively against that Clemson defense, and and what how, what DJ is going to show up. So, I mean, you might be staring at North Carolina as as conference champions, which is just just wild, wild. just wild. Hey, moving on, because we're on a time limit here. Um, your opinion, true or false? Take Bryce Young off of Alabama, and they're 7-5. and five. Dude, they might be 500. I mean, they really might. <sighs> Just can't. You know, I, I had a man crush on him for a reason in the offseason, in the early episodes of our podcast. Had a man crush on him because of the way that he – just Bryce Young's around the field, frankly. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's remarkable what he does. He's going to be, I think, a stud in the NFL because of it, the way that he just moves around. Unless he ends just up a commander. Way, yeah, that could that could really nix it. You know, that could really kill it. But, dude, I think they're a 500 team without him. I mean, <laughs> the stuff that he does inside the pocket, and, and listen, he does leave the pocket as well. He does run more this year than he ever has before. Mm-hmm. But just the stuff he does inside the pocket, is so stupid. It is video game esque. It's it's like college Pat Mahomes. It's what it's like, frankly. Have you ever seen a quarterback, college or pro, able to keep their eyes downfield looking for the pass and elude a pass rush the way that no, he does? No, and we're talking about elite SEC pass rushers. I mean, the best of the best that you can play out there, outside of maybe Clemson's front and things like that. But no. Like I said, I think it's I think it's college Pat Mahomes, um, and and I don't even think he's as much of a gunslinger as Mahomes. I think he's safer with the ball than Mahomes. You know, of Agreed. course he'll go to the NFL one day and things could change, but sure. in college that's what I think of him. I mean, he is just he's a video game. He's a, he's a video game player. Is what he is. Yeah, yeah. So contrasting that a little bit, like th- that dude is just unreal. If if I was composing a top uh, disappointing list of teams, list of players in this season. And Will Anderson's on that list. Oh, dude, absolutely is. I mean, dude, I talked about him the way that I've, like, I had as much fear for him as I had love for Hendon Hooker, as I had mad respect for Bryce Young. He's got 18 tackles on the season. Eight of them are sacks, so props to him for that. That's not a bad year. Yeah, but it is a bad year considering what he's done to this point of his career. I mean, for he's sure. just been a game wrecker. He's been a tackle for loss machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
He's, I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who, who you and I both said should be in New York for the Heisman last year. We both he should have argument. been there over Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. And absolutely. now it's like, should he even be on the field? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, real quick, if I can find it. Why because he's I... not even really getting double teamed. No, no, he's not. Because you can't. You can't double team him because of Dallas guys Turner. on the interior. Yeah, Dallas Turner and guys on the interior. The interior defensive line was, as, was more Byron impactful. Young. Yeah, Byron Young, DJ Dell. I mean, those guys were more impactful than Will Anderson, and they have been for a while. Um, I don't know, but you know, because it's one guy, and not double teams. I, I just don't know. I don't, I really don't know, man. Uh, you know, some guys down there talked about it about NIL going to their head because they're already getting paid. But I just don't think that's the case when I look around the country and I see guys that are also getting paid with NIL sure. playing like there there is no tomorrow if they don't make the plays. Sure. I'm I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a hot take. Bring it hot, spicy, like bring muy it. caliente. Okay. Yeah. If the Iron Bowl was in Auburn, the way that Bama is playing on the road, and the way that Auburn is playing all inspired right now, I'm not gonna say it'd be an Auburn win, but I'm gonna say, man, that 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 might be a down to they wire because just like last year. Yeah, because Bama is on the road. They are not good. They're undisciplined. No. They've got they've they've got they've got so many games that have come down to the last play. For instance, uh, the game against us, the game against LSU, A and M, A and M, Texas was right there yeah. in the final minutes. Uh, so I just I do not know what to think about Alabama because I mean you and I both said they're the best team in the country going into the season. Bryce Young is the best player. Well. Well, yeah. Anderson is the best player, right, on the other side of the ball. Yeah. They're loaded. They have the talent everywhere. And they have, for the first time in the Nick Saban era, coordinator problems. Yeah. I mean, they our, – our buddy, Jonathan Parrish, in a, in a group that I'm in with him, said that Nick incorrectly has chosen um, consistency, the same dudes, over quality. He's, he's chosen to stay with the guys and not have the turnover – yeah. Than potentially upgrading them, and you know he he foresees sweeping changes coming. Um, be interesting to see what they do because they, I mean, you would think that they're right there. Yeah, hire, hire the right guys, and there's no reason the dynasty should end. Yeah. Um, but it's just fascinating. It, it is just fascinating to watch. I don't know what to make of it. it. Makes me really really curious if if the end is that near. You know what I mean? Of the yeah. world that is. Yeah. So speaking of of coordinators and Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, please tell me you heard his post game comments. Dude. Did you hear this? Did yes, absolutely. I I I loved it. I I, I, I loved it. Blown away. I so, mean, blown away by it. So just just for our listeners, uh, he gets asked about rushing numbers, and he basically says, "I don't care what we rushed for. We lost." Uh, he he's like, "I don't I don't care what this percentage was. I don't care what that stat was. We lost. We we're zero and one. I do not." care uh, and none of it matters because we lost and gosh that makes me like him <laughs> right that makes me like him so much percent makes me like him so much so um you know what I, I thought if there was ever a time where Ole Miss was going to catch these guys under Lane Kiffin that was going to be it I don't know how like their odds going forward yeah unless, unless Jackson Dart makes return Zach Evans and 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 Judkins all return of course Judkins obviously will because of his age uh, Zach Evans, who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, that game was in Oxford. It was right there. 
uh, Alabama, well, Bryce Young just found ways to, you know, kind of get it done. Absolutely. So, all right, let's 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 move on here. Um, you know what? We've kind of followed these guys uh, just for the fun of it, and we pointed out this game going into the weekend because the spread was a point and a half. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we sure um, did. and Miami just took care of Georgia Tech, thirty-five to where to go? Thirty-five to fourteen. Is that right? Yeah, they found first half offense for the first time all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, good for them. <laughs> um, just waiting for somebody else to to break the U over their name. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I we asked a question in in an episode going into the season. Uh, if there is one player on another team that you would like to add to the Tennessee roster, who would it be? You quickly said Will Anderson. Yeah. Well, I, I want everybody to hear this. Will Anderson needs to move over because he has taken a back seat to Harold Perkins of LSU. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Oh. This dude, he's he might not be from planet Earth. If you'll remember, he um he flipped to LSU from Texas AM. This this class that Texas yeah. AM has that they're sucking it up with, he mm. was part of it and I don't know what, you know, maybe literally the angel of the Lord whispered in his ear and was like, <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> I don't know. But dude, the same angel he, that he, appeared to Mary, same one? Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. I don't know, you know. But um <laughs> just a game wrecker, dude. I mean, my gosh, he he isn't human, I don't think. No. And you take Harold Perkins off that roster, no doubt in my mind, LSU loses that day. Agreed. Agreed. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so other comments on this game, Malik Hornsby needs to consider position change. He sure does. Uh, Harold Perkins needs to be talked about way more than, than, than what he is because the dude counted for four sacks, a boatload of tackles, um, had a QB hurry. Did he have a pick or, uh, something as well? I thought there was another stat he, that was pretty, um, it's he, credited with a pass, uh, defending a pass. I don't see okay. a pick. Well, needless to say, if you watch that game, he was he was in on what felt like every play right next Everywhere. to the ball. Um, the flip of Harold Perkins from AM to LSU might be Brian Kelly's biggest win thus far in in LSU. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Jaden Daniels took a step backwards, eight for 15, 86 yards, and a pick. That QBR is good for 9.7. Ooh, yuck. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> How, um, I, I, man, here I was, like, kind of on the LSU hot train. Like, man, they're getting better. They get better. That's a team I don't want to, like, I don't want to mess with. I'm glad we got them early in the season. Um, and if I'm Georgia, I'm going. Oh God, <laughs> we're about to. This could get ugly, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm licking my chops. Oh yeah, dude. They. <laughs> they should sleepwalk into the SC championship game. I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> my my gosh, because uh, that performance from LSU was just just Atrocious. absolutely abysmal. Uh, Michigan continued to take care of business, getting a thirty four three win over Nebraska, who continues to struggle. Obviously, uh, Corum. I just want to point out his stats: twenty eight for one sixty two. That dude. Michigan, I think people know that Michigan's really good. I don't think people know how good Michigan actually is. 
Agreed. I mean, I mean, those guys are really, really good. Uh, in contrast, you know who's not good? A couple teams come to mind. Okay, good. A couple. The couple means two. Two of these same teams played each other on Saturday night. Also featured in a one and a half point spread on the plains of Auburn. Oh, that one. Okay, my mind went somewhere else. Okay, we, we got to talk about Auburn. Okay, let me get over to Auburn. Um, if listen, it's still dark days in Auburn. Like, well, I wouldn't say dark days. Um, not good days. Yeah, but it's kind of an exciting time for Auburn. You got Cadillac at your helm. Those guys are playing inspired. They're hungry. They're not good. Okay. They're right. not good. You you can tell that they've gone through a year and a half of poor coaching. They're yes. not good, but they're inspired. And, yes. And in and, and, and light, their opponent, Texas A&M, I just want to point out, Vanderbilt has more wins <laughs> than, than, than Jimbo Fisher. And not only uh, oh. are on this topic, Jimbo Fisher, who makes, uh, I think, $7 million annually, Lost to Cadillac Williams, who makes five hundred thousand annually, and you know the boosters at AM oh. are pissed, <laughs> dude. They have to be on fire. I mean, they're considering a hitman at this point, bro. Like, like the fine bomb caller suggested. Oh my! Gosh. I'm telling you, man, they need to pull that gangster move, boot him, and and get Lane, dude. I'm telling you, that's what they're missing. And oh, I, the same. I say the same for Auburn, dude. Like Auburn needs to get Lane, man. If you know their other option, I think is keep Cadillac because he's got it. Like he's got some steam building up. Yeah. But that environment, their team was three and six, and I don't think one fan knew that. I'm just sure. I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying they were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another the great thing about college football. Like they're not they're not even going bowling. Okay, they're not they're not going. Well, they'd have to beat Bama to go bowling, but yeah. Okay, so let me say it again: they're not going bowling. Right, 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 right. right. Their 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 season is all but a wash. But you would have thought that they just won the Super Bowl, and I'm sure they felt that way because, I mean, that's the exciting thing about. I'm not picking on them by saying this, like, dude, good for you. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you were you were dead to rights when Harson was there. You looked awful arguably one of the worst teams in the country um not just the conference like i mean you you are so bad and you just beat the aggies of a&m who desmond howard had them in his (laughs) preseason playoffs right uh you know that that clip never gets old i'm telling you you just so you just have to feel like so excited for that auburn fan base and community and i just need to tell people like you go google auburn boosters on twitter and the heat that auburn is getting well who wants that job because of those boosters nobody wants listen every dang d1 school has got boosters every school has a, a booster issue for for lack thereof the boosters at Auburn just have a lot of money they're just really involved in decisions so stop let's stop pretending like they're the only ones with a, a a booster influence. It's absolutely stupid. There's several people who would want that job. Lane Kiffin, I guarantee you, is one of them. I think there yes. is a ton of credibility to those rumors out there about between him and and Auburn. And if it doesn't 100%. go to Lane, don't be surprised if it goes to Dion. 
Absolutely. I mean, seriously, I'm right there with you. I've learned through Tennessee's process of, again, not saying they're back, but looking like things are going in the right direction, that if the athletic department, the AD himself, if if everything is not flowing in the right direction, one direction, positive, decided, forward, yeah. then you're going to have these issues. Tennessee had them for years. Yeah. Tennessee had them for years. I mean, you know, if things got bad under Hopple, they would reappear again. Just telling you the truth. Sure. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Things have to be flowing in the right direction. The AD has to have absolute control, and every he has to be pulling those guys in the same direction, boosters, coaches, players. I mean, seriously, that's what it takes, yeah. and that's a hard recipe to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I hate it for guys like Tank Bixby. Like, this is obviously not how you wanted this to go, but imagine being yeah. a Tank Bixby or a Jarquez Hunter right now, a running back at the University of Auburn, and your interim head coach is not only the first black head coach in Auburn history, but it's Cadillac Williams. And Hunter had a had, had a day. There was, I think he hit, there was three straight carries. I think I texted you. He's, I was like, bro, he's got three straight carries and are all over 10 yards. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, so, uh, hey, we're running out of time here. I want to uh, make fun. I mean, talk about Florida and South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, very, very quickly because the only thing worse than the Auburn A&M game was – was was that one and even though Florida won 38 to 6 it was a sloppy terrible performance on the end of, of Florida Anthony Richardson was 11 for 23 112 yards two scores I'm not really sure how that counts for a QBR of 90.5 um but the only thing the only thing the only thing worse in this country right now than South Carolina football is our president um <laughs> And sorry if I just offended somebody, um, but I think we mostly have conservative listeners, so we're fine. Whatever. Um, Spencer Rattler, this dude's a joke. Absolute joke, man. Absolute joke. Hey, real quick, look at uh, Will Levis's and Anthony Richardson's uh, numbers for the day. The only difference is about three yards and a couple touchdowns and a turnover. 11 of 23, both of them. I think AR had about 120. This is what you said, I think. Uh, there's uh, about 13 yards different there. And again, Levis threw a pick, Richardson threw two touchdowns. Just unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I I hope that so many dark things happen in Columbia on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, they're they going to. Also, Oklahoma will not make a bowl. I'm telling you right now. Just telling you. Hey, that's bold. Five oh, and wait. five, and they're going <laughs> to. <laughs> five and five and they're gonna lose to oklahoma state and texas tech just calling it right now i'm here for it bro i'm absolutely here for it oklahoma going five and seven sucks for Brent mm. venables because i like that guy but yeah for same the dominance that they've displayed over the last 25 years they are due yeah 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 hey well that's gonna bring us to the end we've made it a tight one squeezing this one in under 40 minutes thank you so much for listening wherever you are Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you tell your friends about that Pandemonium Reigns is the podcast on air right now and that Michael Walker's beard is coming back. We coming. (laughs) We are coming. Thank you so much for listening. Hope we tickled your ears. Have a great night. Have a great day wherever you are. God bless. And go balls. See y'all later. Pandemonium Reigns.